Welcome to the Sound Mind Podcast, where I invite interesting guests from the music field and discuss with them topics such as musical and personal growth, pursuing excellence and self-talk, body and mind maintenance, practice and work routines, music business and more. I'm your host, Mikhail Krustel, and welcome to the Sound Mind Podcast. With me today on Sound Mind Podcast, singer, double bassist, composer, improviser, and multidisciplinary artist, Fuen Santa Mendes. I see her really as a uh, as a all around artist. Um, her, yeah, just her presence. I remember the first time when when I saw her on the stage, and and I was like, wow, this is an extremely uh, light and and uh, such a effortless. Uh, energy on the stage and i really enjoyed uh and she was not even the the main um the front <laughs> you know she was just there so uh yeah she was born in a town in mexico which i cannot pronounce it was like Tlan Huyacan. Ah, pretty good maybe, maybe. <laughs> is it good yeah in mexico now she's based in uh, Amsterdam, uh, in the Netherlands, where she's also currently uh, artist in residency in Bim House. So long story short, an extremely uh, inspiring artist, and I am super, super, super happy and glad to have you on this uh, talk, this podcast. Thank you, Fuen Santa, and uh, welcome to the Sound Mind Podcast. Hey, thank you so much. It's yeah. a pleasure to be here and for your kind words. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I would like, I mean, I read a little bit about you and it says that uh, you started, if I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong. Huh? Like, mm -hmm. uh, you started off with dancing. Is that correct? Or Yes. Or, yeah. So you were first uh, a dancer and then singing, right? You then, yeah, and then exactly. it was, and, and, like I read that there, it was a moment I want to be a singer for life. But what was? Is that correct? Like that—that's what for I sure. read. Yeah. But what was the thing? What was that click that made it for you? Oh, holy moly! This is what I want to be. What was it? Um, that was because I went to my first singing lesson ever. Ah. Yeah. Uh, cool and you were yeah. so inspired by the teacher or by the vibe or or what how what what exactly was it well what happened was that i i had been noticing that was when i was i think i don't know if 12 or 13 probably 13 and um i had already noticed that i was singing all the time it had been pointed at me and i felt it too and kind of yeah, I mean, I, I I realized that was I took it more seriously than than yeah. just the light thing because I would learn songs with my friend in primary school and stuff, and and I was like, okay, so for tomorrow we learn the verse, <laughs> and then I was just like, what? You didn't learn it? Okay, well, tomorrow we learn the chorus. I was just like, I think I'm pretty serious about this, uh, and uh, one of my best friends. Was, uh, was going to these singing lessons in a group, like with her sister and, and one of their best friends. And this teacher is um, Lisa de Lisservin. She lives in Veracruz. Um, yeah, around then she lived in Coatepec. Uh, 
and her lessons were so much about vocal ensemble and you know there was like you would play djembe and learn karana and you know very organic like music um all around way of singing and yeah so my friend told me that she was going to the singing lessons and i told her well i always wanted to go to singing lessons and she told me okay why don't you come along uh to to one with us so i went and then I don't know, we did vocal exercises and I joined them, learned the harmonies they were working on together on songs. And then they were like, okay, now we want to hear you sing. And then I sang, I want to hold your hand by the Beatles. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, this is it. My dad came to pick me up uh, and I was in the back of his, of his bug. And uh, I was just... It was so clear to me, like, this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life. And I told him, and I don't know if he thought <laughs> it would be <laughs> that real. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a cool story. So he was then, uh -huh, maybe he took it like lightly, right? Or or was, um, yeah, be, uh, I read that also your parents are uh, artists, right? Like your uh Your mom is a, um, a choreographer or a dancer, or something. yeah, yeah. And I guess she uh, was also delighted to uh, hear that idea. Or yeah, I mean, my dad also actually he he used to sing. He <laughs> for many years he uh, sang in choirs. That's how he met my mother mm. um, because my mom was at dancing at the national ballet, and my dad would work you know as a chorista how do you say that as a choir singer so mm. i think they met in a few productions they met at this festival called cervantino in guanajuato and mm. yeah so they they both uh, understand that world very well uh, my dad probably i mean i said i wanted to be a lot of things you know so i guess <laughs> how could you know that that was the one <laughs> that was going to stick But yeah, they were really, really supportive. I, I have been super, super lucky. I mean, there was one degree of worry, I think, from my mom when she understood it was real. Because being an artist herself, she just knows that it's not the easiest profession. And, you know, she was like, okay, but could you please learn another craft too? So you have options. Uh, but they were super supportive. And I was really, really uh, lucky in that way. Yeah. Did you then also uh, up to your uh, mom's uh, idea? Did you then also do a side profession or like? No, <laughs> no, I just went hard <laughs> on music. <laughs> yeah, but actually she was the one who told me like after I had been doing this, I kept on going to classes with Lizarelli, Servin and really, really loved it. And at some point she told me, okay, if you really want to be a musician, I think you should learn more than singing. Like maybe you can go to a music school and learn theory and all those things. I already knew some of that because when I was really young, I took a uh, recorder lessons. Uh, that was when I was like four or five and I learned to read. Uh, but then it, there was this long gap. But yeah, I mean, she, uh, she was the one to tell me, okay, you want to do this? Then let's, let's do it for reals, you know? Wow. That's, uh, Yeah, it's it's also very nice to see how parents always keep want to kind of protect us from the bad on this planet, right? But it's it feels like there's always, at least in my case, there's always like 
gotta test it on my own dad or mom thank you very much but i will see right and then <laughs> to to for ourselves to yeah, check yeah, yeah. A little bit the water yeah exactly yeah and um currently you are based in in amsterdam and um could you maybe guide us through a normal day of Fuen Santa? What does Fuen Santa do? And how does her morning start? And uh, yeah, could you? Could you? Oh my God, that doesn't exist for like a long time now. Actually, <laughs> like a normal day in Fuen Santa life, <laughs> I I really have been like for almost a year, always jumping around, traveling so much, and uh yeah i mean i love that i can tell you what an ideal when santa day looks like i also love traveling <laughs> but yeah you're it's kind of funny you ask that right now because i'm really feeling like wow okay you know that that i haven't been in my routine in a very long time but in an ideal morning i mean i i do this usually when i'm home like i wake up and i do yoga um just in my room i have a tiny room I fold my Japanese futon where I sleep, so I have enough room. <laughs> and then I do yoga. I like to write. Um, I like to just write my dreams or whatever, kind of, that keeps me clean. Mm. Uh, for example, today I was really, kind of my, my thoughts were racing and it was hard to get out of bed it, and... So in situations like that, I usually go to the Fliegenbos. That is the forest, um, one forest in Amsterdam Nord. Uh, and it really sets me in the right place to go there and just like write on my notebook there or something. When, when everything feels like, you know, dirty and messy, that really brings me to the correct place. I think also because I grew up um, in, in the forest. So my neurological connections are wired that way and i have a studio in ndsm in amsterdam nord so i go there i have a little routine base there were periods in my life in which i practice a lot of bass and this year i kind of haven't had the chance so i just have a few things i do to keep it in shape you know and hopefully soon i'll have more time to kind of dive in into expanding also more my abilities there um and yeah i kind of just get on with the day like right now i'm writing music uh because i have like the last concert of this beam house residency but i really it's kind of hard to say because i it's been this year so different every day like some days i wake up and i hear for example two days ago i woke up and i was like i have this idea i need to write it some other days i'm really struggle to get out of bed <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, like so many people do in this day and age i think whenever things get hard you know some days i have to run to the airport <laughs> uh, but yeah like uh, my happy places i think this to wake up do my yoga or if I have a strong idea, chase it straight away, like open, you know, a logic session and just try to dump it out. Or if I'm somewhere else, use my phone. Um, and I, I like going to the movies a lot. So I do that whenever I can. Um, there's this place here called the Eye Film Museum, uh, which is my favorite cinema in Amsterdam. Uh, 
Mm. Um, what kind of movies do you like? I always like the artsy ones. Yeah. <laughs> I test it out. I I mean, I'm so. not a connoisseur. I'm not a connoisseur at all. Like this is something I really love, but I don't. I don't get to do it so much. Like, um, yeah. I also have really lovely flatmates. Actually, that's an important part. Like going down, and if I manage to find them there and just have coffee with them, that's like also a good day. Everyone's running around, but yeah yeah circle of friends that's also a very very important one right and and having them in the in in your uh frame uh is i suspect very precious as well right to just as you said go down and just have a chat with people that you resonate with that it is so priceless basically right yeah absolutely yeah um you've said um that you write do you because you know you being also uh, um, a poet and and do you also when you go writing do you pour it out in poetry or do you just uh, write it in 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 words as in sentences or how yeah what's your form of what's your format of writing when 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 stuff is stuff or like what's what's that or or just in whenever you go writing how do you yeah um just usually just free association if i have something to talk about it just comes out if i have nothing that i if i don't feel in touch with what i could want to talk about hmm. i sometimes just set a timer and write until until it's over hmm. uh so eventually you find, you know, I mean, I know you just write, 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 write. I love doing that. Um, How long are your intervals? How long are your writing intervals? Uh, like, I mean, depends on how much time I have maybe, but usually, I mean, to write for five minutes straight is a lot, actually. If you really don't stop, like you'll feel pages and pages. I do like five or 10 minutes and then usually continue. Yeah. Um, or if I have, you know, a clear thought or a poetic idea, then mm. then I will dump it out and rewrite it and rewrite it. So it's like, yeah, four times after each other. Yeah. Uh, another thing I really started doing actually this year is to make a drawing. Like I really like drawing, uh, but that became like a very therapeutic thing for me. Just wake up and then maybe sometimes even before words, just make a drawing as well like uh yeah these little uh little minimalistic illustrations that you do right like <laughs> well, that's so cool right? you really checked out everything <laughs> yeah, i did my homework <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah i have notebooks filled with text and note and the drawings mm, yeah and um that's did, did you be, because i also seen um is home something what you uh, actually this is this is two questions inside okay is home inspiring you is, is it a lot about your home and uh yeah maybe because in my case like living in the netherlands for 10 years i developed this really healthy almost like patriotic relationship uh -huh. yeah with 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 slovenia like i really 
started to sing more in Slovenian, write Slovenian uh, poetry, um, write lyrics, learn the traditional songs, make something. And, and it, it, it felt that really this burning, it started really to burn this fire. And I'm just curious how, how it is for you. Cause you're also yeah. in the depths of the forest and with yeah. choir, also the, the, the traditional mm -hmm. music. Uh, yeah. Let, let tell me. I mean, I definitely have felt what you what you said, especially in the first years. I think when I first moved here, I was really excited to learn about the jazz tradition. So I went very, very hard and, you know, would just transcribe all possible versions of standards and then look into like the piano reductions from the orchestral Broadway scores, if that if that was the case, you know, with the song and write piano arrangements for them to understand the harmony better. Like I was really, really diving that, learning the verses and stuff. So for the first year, I kind of didn't write anything when I was here, although I had written some music before in Mexico. And then I started like writing some stuff, like I had been absorbing so much. And at a certain point, I, I think I, I felt this also too, like in a way, you know, the classical crisis of what am I doing here I left all the people I love so far behind and uh, is this even who am I playing for what is this about and I think yeah like for me when I started feeling like I found my language or what I'm doing with music it was strongly connected to the identity of where I where I grew up in and I think that's natural also because we seek to distinguish ourselves you know from what is around us to to see what we are so in that sense for me to go hard into investigating like latin american rhythms and you know writing poetry in my language and things like that uh, made it you know made it clearer to find an identity uh, and i definitely especially coming from latin america like there's so much there's so much need for music I think all over the world, but especially, you know, places with violence and social conflict, I think, uh, need art more than, than anywhere. Maybe because there is less of it. I don't know. Um, so in a sense, I mean, I don't know. I just have very strong feelings for Mexico, for what it means with all the beauty and horror that it, that it gloves, you know, and Latin America in general. So at this point, I think I've been going through so many places that I still draw a lot of inspiration uh, aesthetically, of course, from, from these musics and visual arts and everything, you know, that, that I grew up with. But right now I'm in a sort of transition in which that kind of is less of a focus, actually. I, I can feel that that this kind of being Latin American songwriter thing is morphing into a bigger thing. Maybe it was always like that, but I still like to write in Spanish. I'm not close to writing in English. I wrote some things because I also think Latin, Latin America needs more experimental music. And I'm so happy if I can gift it, not gift it, but if I can dedicate myself to create it, you know, 
Yeah, a calling, right? That's a calling, right? Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do my first tour in Mexico ever in oh. November, and I'm so excited. Wow, wonderful. Yeah. Um, on that note, uh, like that you are exploring your own language i always feel uh now i mean let's say for the last two years i also started to incorporate a lot of like slovenian language in in my performances and it feels like everywhere i go uh because before i was maybe a little bit not not really ashamed but more like hmm, people will not understand blah blah um, but then somehow it, it, I just started and I, I mean, first of all, it felt really right for me to do it. And then mm -hmm. what started also to happen that people then start walking to me after the concert and say, Hey, I really enjoyed actually that Slovenian song, you know, and I'm like, Oh, that's crazy. You know, that, that, yeah. that they were moved by, by some yes. folk music and, and yeah, it, it, it to me, but to me it's also like a deeper meaning it, it feels even like wherever i go when i perform i bring a piece of home with me like mm -hmm. and i make my home every every stage i turn into my home because because i dare i mean i dare i just sing in my my own language and that is such a powerful i i feel it's such a powerful tool and 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 just energy sharing device I don't know. Yes, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And um but it, the first time I I realized that I think I had one one group uh like a group lesson on on uh, like different energies of of performances like fire and earth and blah 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 and then we all of us were musicians and you were uh, you had to say something about music but in your own language mm -hmm. and then uh, the, the person who was in charge of the course she called the person uh, a friend who was uh, from Israel like no one no one in the group talked that language but I and, and then he started talking and I was so moved by by what he felt and he expressed in his own language and music that i just had to cry like it was just so beautiful that, that but did you understand the words i absolutely didn't understand yeah. i had no clue what he yeah. talked about but i knew what he talked about like yeah. just so deep and 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 honest that it was like well i still get a chicken situation chicken. <laughs> that's Goosebumps. so beautiful yeah, yeah. Chicken situation, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> there goes my. That's language. what I'm gonna tell people after I go to the concert. <laughs> because we say but I had a chicken situation for the whole concert. <laughs> my Slovenian just invaded because it, we say chicken skin, like. Uh, yeah, yeah, we <laughs> say the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Piel de gallina. Yeah. How can you say it again? Piel de gallina. Piel de gallina. Piel. Piel. Yeah. yeah. Ah, okay. 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 Yeah. Um, I have so uh, I mentioned in the beginning, like you're you're a, really an artist of several, um, or or I would say a master of many no. artistic traits. Um, but what is really um 
and what what I would like to also hear your opinion on is how you became so how are you so holistic like how it feels like wow the, everything is so well connected you know oh. it's one dot of what Fuensanta is I I really feel that and and also your like your communication through social media and 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 it's it feels like wow this is so honest and on point and and just yeah it, it, how do you do that that's so kind what thank you <laughs> oh, thank well i'm very happy it feels that way i mean i for sure try to be that's kind of always uh, on the forefront of my mind like let's try to make this condensed and honest so i'm happy to hear that it feels that way to you i yeah. mean I just want to say on a little note, I over-caffeinated like crazy. So if I act weird, I just have to let it out. Oh, today I, you're like, you say you're today or over-caffeinated, you say. Yeah, yeah, right oh. now. <laughs> so I'm like feeling insane. Like I'm really shaky. <laughs> Don't worry. Do you need yeah, a glass okay. of water or something? No, like no, I'm okay. <laughs> well, I just wanted to let it out. Have to <laughs> They have to call someone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Call the paramedics. But uh, I mean, that's very that's very kind. I mean, I don't know. It just, I think it. I wouldn't know what to say, how, or just kind of was natural for me. It's what I needed to do and how I feel most inspired and what makes sense to me. I started with dance, as I, as we talked about, and what I really, really loved about being part of the dance productions and growing up with my mom, even if I'm not a part of them, you know, just like crawling around all of these feet and people doing makeup and stuff. There, there was such a sacred um, ritual around what it means to go on stage. And it's immense fantasy, you know, that, if you're going to look from the side, then you have to make sure that the audience doesn't see you. Otherwise, you break the magic or, okay, the costumes and stuff. And I think that that magical environment around what it means to go on stage and art is something I, I really longed for, especially when I started really getting involved in the jazz world. That was, I really loved it because it was so satisfying to me musically and intellectually. And, you know, I really love those also you know the challenging things it brings and the freedom of expression but i miss that aspect of making something uh yeah you know making a full fantasy for the people there so i think that's something that that i've been trying to cultivate more and more in the recent years and um the illustrations and things like this and poetry kind of just happened also. Like, it was first a thing I would do just for myself. And then it eventually started finding its way out. Um, and then also just by need. Like, I don't know, I ended up being such a DIY um, artist. And, and I don't really know why, but I just have these strong visions. I, I mean, for me, my brain works a bit like in pockets. Like right now it's a bit different, but for many years it was like I had some worlds that for me is like this I call the Machu Picchu bubble of my brain and this I call this other thing, you know, and this goes so well with this smell and the way mornings feel 
when I wake up in my hometown or in this other, you know, like I just would englobe a whole world of sensations there. And this poem somehow really has that feeling and this little part of mm, this piece of music. And, and, you know, I was always, I think, trying to create like this as intense as possible sensation for myself in life. Like since I was a kid, I remember I listen to this piece of music while I stare at this perfect corner of the garden when it's raining, drinking this cup of tea. And then I'll read this poem. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, the world. <laughs> and I'm just like always wanted that. Like, how can I lose myself in things, you know? Like if there is an ocean and someone tells me where you want to be, I would always say right in the middle. Like I don't, I want to forget, I want to forget that I exist, you know? I want to feel fully um, immersed in everything. That makes me, you know want to intensify I think the expression of things and that makes me love space like I really love astronomy too and you know just the feeling of being fully soaked in something is I think yeah just how I want to live in general um and love and everything you know so so yeah I think that's what some led to uh me starting to cover more and more areas of my work because the ideas would come to me kind of in a round way. And then, yeah, like I'm very excited and very happy that I started being able to make, you know, films, my video clips and stuff were like my first, uh, my first approach to that. But I have always seen films you know, in my mind. So uh, I always thought, that's so funny. Why am I making music? I, <laughs> I should be making films, but I really love making music. <laughs> yeah. And, and Does that also, make sense? <laughs> yeah, it makes absolute sense because I was also checking out this video of yours, No Será Regresar. Uh -huh. um, and there it was all, it all also portrays you um, very seamlessly, I would say, uh, seamlessly in these different aspects of um of art different different genres of of art or or just art in general um as as you mention it you know it's is it's exactly that um i've seen also that uh, i mean recently you had i didn't have the chance to go to that uh, concert because i was traveling at that point but you were also now in in slovenia mm. um and you were performing solo is that correct on this uh mm -hmm. festival uh what's the name again uh, jazz inti exactly yeah it's a it's a really cool festival right? yeah nice. the name, but it, it is jazz inti i know the name but now it just flew out that's okay <laughs> yeah. um and uh what is the difference for you and is there also a repertoire difference when you perform with a band or solo like, how do you go around that? Mm, yeah, I have like a few universes that I can mix sometimes. And I mean, for example, some songs I have written, they really, they really uh, rely on the vocal harmonies. So I have chosen to play live everything so far no tracks or anything so i use a loop station when i play solo 
but then everything is looped at the moment. Um, so there are some songs that I just cannot do uh, solo because I cannot sing the five-part harmony and it doesn't really make sense. But a few of them, I mean, I some of them I've written in different ways. Um, I really love just kind of creating ambient textures as well and very long arches when I play solo and also with a band. But um, So, I mean, I try to mix it up depending on the occasion. Like sometimes I'm solo, but I also want to, you know, bring some of my song songs. So I, I love arranging them into the most minimalistic way. Um, And it somehow actually makes them really fresh sometimes um, just to, you know, choose a little, yeah, counterpoint between voice and bass and then, yeah, use the looper sometimes for extra textures or, you know, use the bass as a percussive instrument or things like this. But I always had this dream of as well just having a solo program in which I could go full on into the ambient meditative things. Like I love doing both things, like playing singer-songwriter with the bass and arranging songs for that, but also the kind of whole more abstract world. I mean, yeah, one day I'll, I'll do maybe a show that is only that. Hmm. Well, um, and you're also a member of um, several other projects and ensembles. And how is that energy-wise? Like, is that taking, is that consuming a lot of energy of you um, as then to be a solo artist? And and mm. I, it, for for example, that's something what I maybe took a little bit of a step back because right. I thought, hmm, okay, if I invest now also in other projects, there, you know, you you do learn, but somehow then I might uh, immerse myself so much in other things that I would just kind of forget about my my own things. And then I decided, okay, maybe I just step out of of being uh, a member of other bands as well. And maybe just, yeah. yeah, tell me how is it for you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's, it's beautiful and it's enriching, but there's a point when you really... If you really want to, you know, if you have some visions of your solo project, sometimes it's just not possible to do everything. So right now I'm in a similar space. Like I had to step back from a few projects that I loved just because I, I couldn't keep it up while, you know, going after these other dreams. <laughs> But um, yeah, I'm still, I mean, I'm mainly, I'm mainly doing my own thing right now. I also play with this collective Perceli um, that feels like my own child <laughs> because we, we all write. That's a trio, own. right? That's yeah, that's a trio. And uh, I play sometimes with Ben van Gelder um, in his project, uh, Manifold with organ and horns. But that one is, it's really, I mean, it's such a beautiful experience. So yeah, I think yeah, this and and I go play with Louis Cole also, jump around yeah, <laughs> with great. his big mat. <laughs> that's like such a different world than everything else I am doing. <laughs> 
but uh yeah i, I mean i wish there was song for everything because i really love uh, you know my friends and their beautiful projects and sometimes i had to step back from a few things that i actually enjoyed a lot but it's just not possible to do everything that's just how it is but i think maybe there's a balance there's there's something for any for everyone like some people really need to be doing other things and that's what makes them happy and they would be unhappy if they had to you know yeah. be making their own decisions and concepts only um sometimes it's so nice to be told what to do huh also in a group <laughs> but uh yeah like uh, i i think uh, a bit of a balance is cool for me right now the heavier side is on doing my stuff for sure but i i don't tend to write very challenging things for myself on bass for example so in that sense it can be very nice when i play someone else's music because it just you know opens up a dimension for me mm. and like you said right um not not everything is for everyone like right that some people feel a calling for that some people feel a calling for that no, no, yeah no. exactly yeah because i i always thought and and this is also great why i since i started this podcast i'm also learning so much about because i i never had this really consistently deep talks about uh music and uh, with a person right, yeah. like, i really pick up now a person and then ask stuff right yeah 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 and, a few sessions ago, I had um, uh, Alexandra Schuklar. She's a really incredible percussionist and uh, like also member of the Hans Zimmer Ensemble and blah blah. Cool. And and she and I asked her, yeah. So um, how does it feel like? Um, yeah, do you write your own compositions and blah blah? And because I always thought, you know, that's just normal for that everybody wants to do that because mm -hmm. I also do it. And she's like, I yeah. don't enjoy it, right? Like I yeah. Fair I just enough. want to play written music because that's yeah. challenging for me and that's where I thrive, right? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so oh shit, rah, amazing, right? Like yeah. different people, different um points of focus, right? For yeah. sure. I have a couple of more questions and then uh just just out of curiosity. Yeah, anything. Um, what is your how do you see um because that's been a big one on in my thoughts recently? um mistakes like how do you see mistakes in in like yeah let's call it creative or or yeah in general uh also mistakes on stage like what do you what is your opinion on this mistakes topic yeah i guess it's also a big one in my mind lately maybe more related to life in general but i think for me on stage that has never been a big topic because live performance for me is so much of like the attitude and trying to connect on to something bigger than just you know your wow. part yeah yeah. Uh, so that usually doesn't bother me too much like or for a few years that hasn't been so much a thought I'm usually like just searching uh, on ways to keep you know pulling on the energies and do what musically is needed for the magic to keep flowing and as long as that happens it doesn't matter if it was the original plan 
that happened or something else, you know? Um, of course, there are some things that you're like, okay, I, I don't like that. Let me work on that or let's rehearse this a bit more. Um, but, you know, lately I've been thinking a lot about this feeling of loss that comes from mistakes or mistakes, you know? I feel like humans, we just have this mechanism somehow ingrained in us to feel like, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that or given the circumstances, I could have been like this, but instead I did that. And uh, I mean, especially when when you have like your basic needs covered, I think somehow we need to find something to worry about. And that goes into the existential plane. Uh, <laughs> for humans, I mean, if you had nothing to eat, then that would be your problem. And when that is sorted and you have a shelter, then, you know, and then you try to get more money or when, but we're always kind of having to fix something. And this feeling of I I should have done this or that uh, can be so paralyzing, right? Like to move forward, to kind of make the best out of of your current environment and possibilities and stuff. So, I mean, that has been something that at times has paralyzed me for sure. Just like a feeling of having a depth with a dream I had that I didn't fulfill. Or because as I told you, I want to be immersed in the thing and find it as beautiful as possible. And sometimes that can lead to very high expectations that are just met differently, you know? And I recently kind of, like, it's a very interesting moment to talk, actually, because I'm going through a crazy kind of inner transformation. Like, so when you ask me, how is your day? I could tell you, if you asked me two years ago, I could tell you. But right now, I'm just like, all the waters are moving, all the ideas of what I thought, I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm coming back to find them or if I'm finding different ones, but there's this feeling of, you know, kind of stars rearranging. <laughs> and uh, that comes also from a feeling of loss, for sure. And uh, for me, a very interesting thought lately has been that, you know, my therapist told me <laughs> everything uh, is perfect. Just uh, they are all evolutionary points. Everything that happens is perfect. And also, I mean, I, I have been in touch with people who experience really terrible things. And then they will say, this had to happen, even if I don't understand why. And they're talking about the most horrendous things that you would never wish on anyone. And my thought is like, of course, it brings so much comfort to, to think that everything happens for a reason, especially when it's something horrendous. Mm. Because it kind of gives you a direction and a sense of comfort, right? And then some might say, but yes, everything happens for a reason. This is God's plan or I mean, for religious people or, you know, this is fate or this is karma. Um, and it may be so, I don't know. But I think it actually, if it makes existence brighter and easier, 
to think that everything is perfect in the way it has happened or that everything happens for a reason, that is a good enough reason to think about it. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me if it is, you know, true or not, because who can tell what are absolute truths? So that's something that has been on my mind a lot, just like things, things happen and it doesn't matter if it's the way I've thought they would. It all has to be part of uh you know, of an evolutionary point. And it's not like it's someone's fate dictating, you know, what's going to happen. But I mean, I hope I'm not bringing it too far from where you were. Uh... No, absolutely not. Um, I I completely understand where you're going uh, with. And um, like, I, is, uh, that's also some of my big contemplations um, recently. And um, something what made me feel as you said you know comfortable or just understand a bit more is actually a couple of things uh, one is that basically we are learning the whole life long right and kind of we're the more tests that you get through life you know it's it's like a training like you go to the gym you train your muscle right but, but we also train in in stress like you also train in in difficult situations you know like we things will happen and like you said um i mean i use this term it's it's up to the gods right the gods are testing you right uh, although i'm not um i do believe in a little bit of magic and 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 but mm -hmm. this is more like a it gives me more like uh, gods in sense of universe, you know, like like the gods of universe or um, right. no names or maybe a little bit of mythology, but a little bit of stoicism in there. Um, mm -hmm. uh, and and yeah, in that sense, like that gods are testing me how I will handle stuff and then I turn it into a game and like oh another challenge yet another challenge and so what gives you uh what inspires you the thought of how you will handle the situation that is exactly just oh yeah. shit another challenge look at this this is now my moment to grow yeah, 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 this yeah. is a difficult situation now now i have the chance to tackle this problem that's beautiful and and make a freaking step forward in exactly. it exactly and it, it yeah switched my my perspective like really and like you said um like you write things in the morning like to that you don't forget about your goals this is also one thing i'm really it's so funny that you said it because i'm really big on that like that i don't forget you know my my core stuff what, what i'm what i'm going after and this is i think a big one just perk up when shit gets real you know like oh yeah. moment to grow this is yeah, not, yeah, yeah. this is now the moment where I can like show up for myself and yes you no know, I will have to move on right like that's and and um like in sense I also just a thought uh when you said uh following different dreams and being immersed and um I started to take it very simple uh in sense of not from zero to a hundred but from zero to one, just 
did a step didn't do a step like did i do mm -hmm. a small step yes and that's enough like and then yeah. in in days or years you know it's a lifetime ahead you know and and i think that that is also something a, a very powerful tool and it, it also like mm -hmm. it, it, yeah. it, it it also because I also have this feeling sometimes, ah, you're lazy or whatever, but you know, <laughs> I, and this is just, you know, making it down to the making a step forward. That's it. Like one or zero, very binary, you know, right. like, like when we were in school, you got great from zero to 10, you know? mm -hmm. one to 10, you know, this is yeah. just zero one. I did a step. I didn't do a step. Bam. Yeah. And there is a million steps to the yeah and sometimes you go like this you know so yeah like, so yeah, yeah for sure yeah thanks well thanks for sharing and opening up on this and please continue if you have more more to say on on this one no i mean i i was just uh listening to what you're saying and uh, resonating i think also what really um uh, helps to see things differently uh, is to kind of be constantly reminded of how, however it might sound dark to me it is something that brings me brightness uh, just how how brief life is you know like how how fragile life is and how uh, yeah how nothing ever stays the same and uh, this is something I really am going for like I think forever like I believe in utopia so much and it's this like I am like there has to be always like beauty and joy or something and you know as years go by maybe I have seen some hardships that I didn't imagine or things like that and then it's just like even when things look very dark, like there, I just can't accept that that would be the outcome. Or like if I feel like something was broken or something is lost, then kintsugi. I mean, there's no way this is not going to turn into something more colorful. So I think I I kind of really rebel sometimes, and I'm just like, no colors. Mm -hmm. No, I'm gonna make a drawing. No, like this can't be shitty. Like, um, so and things like this <laughs> this week, for example, it's been on my mind. If there were to be a meteor hitting Earth next year, how would I live? And it just kind of brings me back, you know, to <laughs> what what is important. So I mean, I, I don't know if there's like a sense of peace or a sense of balance. I have felt it sometimes and it's just for me like, it is always like this and maybe that is it you know I don't know maybe one day I'll, I'll feel super illuminated and you know Buddhist and just feel serenity but uh yeah like it, it kind of uh, washes away the idea of a mistake just like uh, but also it's like okay how do I make the most beautiful meaningful thing of my time right now you know with the tools i have yeah 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 you said it beautiful uh it bring it reminds me of one verse um one buddhist verse which i heard um a while ago and it's um it goes like whatever 
has the nature to arise will all will also pass away true like anything right like be it a body be it a thought be it a feeling be it a sensation everything will like even out flat out every every tension every every good thing will pass away every bad thing will pass because we all always kind of i think we're more connected to the suffering when it's like ah oh, i wish this would pass away but everything passes or even good things like pass away right everything is whatever will arise will eventually always go away right for sure yeah yeah, yeah that's a brave thing to notice because yeah because it in inevitably you know there will be some grief of good things passing by too and that's just a part of the of the beauty of those things and uh we all know it in theory but it's like now you thinking of that your parents are getting older and your grandmother too i mean that leads to such a beautiful mission of yours to yeah to use the time you have with them but it's such a crazy like we coexist with this like ultra beauty and you know, in order to enjoy it fully, sometimes we <laughs> experience the grief with it because you are already aware that you will not have them at some point. I don't know. It's a crazy thing. It's something that's on my mind also these days. Yeah. And, uh, but it's, it's also the, the beauty of the circle of life and, and, uh, and just this, uh, how, how we turn into, dust in the end like everybody turns and we are here for such a short time like uh, oh like what is a hundred years compared to the universe right like yeah it's, it's funny even to to talk about it and 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 um to 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 see it from that perspective of time right time wow we went into some physics yeah situations now oh love it. <laughs> Chicken skin situation. Chicken. No, chicken situation. <laughs> chicken situation. <laughs> yeah. Chicken situation. Um, wow. Uh, this this has been really, uh, really immense pleasure uh, to discuss with you. I think uh, we tackled some brilliant, beautiful, beautiful topics. Um, is there something what you would still ah oh, maybe i have one more question please if there is a uh like a life lesson that you got what would that life lesson be uh that you would like to share that that is you know like you said now you're contemplating on many things but do you have that one thing that you're like hmm that i i found out that and that is a really cool thing to remember uh do you do you have maybe a a, th a thing like that like a, a quote or something you realized and it's and it sits in your heart and then you carry it with you like do you have something wow that's beautiful hard to pick one you can also share more <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's one i really like thinking of that is very very simple but it has to do with that kind of rebelling 
um, rebelling gravity. And uh, it says, no, it just, I, I sometimes like to think after the magic always comes the magic. And for me, what this means is that the feeling of loss from something beautiful can only lead to more magic. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, after the magic, always comes the magic. I sometimes use it on different... I mean, it it can be... It brings me energy on different situations. So, Like trans transform transformative energy. Like you bring something which delivers something and then that goes on as magic. The, the, it, am I understanding it correctly? Like something pops up and then it spreads and it sparks. Is, is that maybe something in, in that framework? Yeah, I mean, it's something like just hope it is what it is it's just hope for mm. me <laughs> after magic always comes the magic mm. and uh beautiful yeah and also kind of another one that that gives me a lot of energy is there is no step no hay paso que me sobre a mi tiempo y a mi manera. Uh, oh, I think I got it. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's so, it's so funny. And, and <laughs> maybe just, can you, can you also say the previous one in your language? Después de la magia viene la magia. Oh. Yeah. So the, what the second one means is there is no step that is extra or that I can spare, you know? when it's in my own time and in my own way. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, step by step, right? Like uh, sl slow and maybe slow and steady wins the race, something in that sense or... or, or um... mm, yeah, I guess something like that, exactly. It's like it takes as long as it takes and there's nothing, there's nothing extra, like everything. There, there is no step that is too small you know mm, yeah um, one zero yes I exactly like there is no step that is too small yeah. that that one is really comforting to me oh beautiful and uh, another thing <laughs> i like i don't know this one this is what i see also <laughs> when i wake up but fuck you <laughs> no fuck yes i oh, fuck yes Oh, <laughs> this is what I see when I wake up. I dedicate it to you. <laughs> no. hey, note for a morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's this beautiful mantra I really enjoy. It says, uh, <laughs> "Fuck you." Christ, <laughs> <laughs> oh God in heaven. Fuck yes. Energy. Just yeah. energy, you know. Yeah. Power. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. Beautiful, beautiful. Thanks for sharing this. Um, on one last note, where can uh, people get to you? What? Where are you the most active? Like what? 
what would you yeah where can they find about Fuensanta and yeah where would you say check this there's where I'm uh sharing most of my stuff so you know yeah um I think Instagram is the one I'm most active on mm -hmm. and of course my music is what's your Instagram uh Fuensanta Fuensanta Great. yeah <laughs> and um, my music is of course like the videos and things you can find in the usual platforms like mm -hmm. youtube and everywhere where the music is i i have a band camp as well if you where i have more music than than i do on on the streaming services and um, yeah i have a website too right now it's it's kind of um you know, it doesn't have all the things it will have, <laughs> but yeah, there, there, you can also see what I'm up to. But you can also come to my shows. That's where we really see each other. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. I will also uh, leave all the notes and with your web page and with your um, Instagram page and everything in the note from the podcast, so people can. Um, get to you on that and i will also drop a youtube video uh from this one no será regresar am i pronouncing it correct perfect yes cool um well fuen santa thank you again so much for your uh words for sharing for being a part of this wonderful beautiful talk it was really inspiring i uh i'm I feel really honored to have a conversation with you. Thank you so oh, much. Thank you. It was really inspiring for me too. And I very much enjoyed it. Thank you. If these topics are relevant to you, or if they happen to inspire or help you in any way, please do me a favor and take a few seconds to follow and rate this podcast. By doing so, you will directly help it grow. And if while listening to this episode, you realize that any of your friends might benefit from it, Share it through your socials or with them directly. I'm your host, Mikhail Hrustel. Thank you for listening. And until next time, I wish you a sound mind.